Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. women and children blow to bits? We've got to protect our phony baloney job, gentlemen. We must do something about this immediately. 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 Harumph. 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 I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Give the governor harumph. Harumph. You watch your ass. What you, what you want? What you, what you want? Welcome to the Lazy Geeks, the official podcast for thelazygeeks.com. Now here are your hosts, Sapien and Nomad. All right, welcome everybody to uh, this week's edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast, also known as Reboot. Oh, number 32. Or number th- podcast number 32. I insisted that we number these fucking <laughs> podcasts. Can be thirty two, and that's not that's not counting the best of and the no, we just the gonna, midweeks. The midweeks, we're just kind of hit. We're hit here and there. I have a whole system in my head, but Nomad always thinks I overthink things. <laughs> you but do. I have a complicated mathematical system <laughs> to number all of. These I've seen the algorithm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we, like, Google is jealous. <laughs> I was in there like, dude, we don't need it. We we can just you know come up with a. Uh, 32X. While coming up with the, um, logarithm for numbering our podcast, I accidentally discovered Faster Than Light Travel. You're welcome. Last week was a cure for cancer. I lost that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, one of the first things is, uh, we're gonna ha- we're gonna, this month, the month of June, we got Comic Con next month, and, uh... Oh, yes, we do! <laughs> and, uh, this... The month of June is kind of a, uh, I guess, in a way, a reboot. You know, we're we're going to make some changes to the website. Uh, we're this week is going to start our new format with the podcast. We're going to start using a new hosting. So we've got a lot of things kind of going on this month to kind of really get it to where we need it to go. And in essence, we're actually throwing some money at this bitch. So yeah. uh, we're we're going to try to. Try to make some things happen a little bit. Make things make things more the way we want to, or Sapien wants to, because you know Sapien can kind of be a little bit of a bitch. What you the know? fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, just want to mention this new format for this podcast you're about to enjoy was not written by me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it was written by no man. <laughs> 
but uh, you know, so we got we got a couple of cool things coming out. Um, you know, and I, I think it's kind of cool because it does give us a bit to kind of one keep the things that we like. You know, we like kind of the structure that we had of the the podcast of this year, but we also like the looseness of what we had last year. <laughs> so we're kind of combining the two a little bit and really kind of finding our our you know yeah our our je ne sais quoi yeah we want it more loose but tighter as well. <laughs> Kind of like prom night, but with the flexibility of like, you know, late 20s. You know, that's... That can work. You know, I'm kind of thinking... That can work. Yeah. So, that's that's kind of some of the stuff we have going. So, you'll be noticing a lot of changes on the website, as well as um, kind of the new formatting of the As soon as you get that stupid thing to work. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, so... I was working on that for a whole 10 minutes today. And, uh, no bed all day. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, that's how we got that. Yeah. Uh, but um, one of the things I wanted to kind of touch on real quick was, so I've been listening to, you know, a lot of different podcasts as well as, you know, reading some reviews and some things on online. And there seems to have been, there seems to have been this growth of L.A. Noir haters. Yeah. Uh, in the last week or so. Like, like true haters. Yeah. Too. Like, just, like. They they get eloquent with the with the smack talk. Yeah, you when you, when you, when you start using words that usually you have to look up in a dictionary, that's yeah. usually the that's that's how much the hate is. When they sound like English people, <laughs> there's a there's a problem. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll admit too that I understand some of the complaints. Uh, there is a little bit of the awkward handling when you're playing. Um, you know, when you're playing that when you're trying to play the game, especially if you're trying to do that unnecessary fist fight scene that arbitrarily <laughs> pops up every once in a while. I get that. It it seems hey, awkward. That's because men were men back then. <laughs> I understand that. And if it was done a little, it seems a little awkward and kind of like almost an afterthought. I understand that, but. I think one of the things is, for me, that this game is more of an art form than a GTA in the 40s. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of have to really, uh... <laughs> watch Excuse me a moment. I was actually pulling up some stuff for a, uh article later on and forgot there was a video. <laughs> Continue. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel that, uh, you know, this does have kind of an MMO feel. Yeah. Uh, and one of the biggest things is a lot of MMO players hate it. And I think well, I mean it has that MMO feel as as in the sa- the world is open, right? Um, yeah, that's all I had to say <laughs> on that on that point. Yeah, but you know, and I understand too. It gets a little repetitive, you know. I, and I do agree that you're solving a lot of murders, even when you're at the trap. When you come into the game, you're, uh, you know, you're you're basic, you know, you're wearing the blue LAPD officer. You start looking for these, you know, these clues because of a, some because the detectives are too lazy to really figure it out on themselves. And when you move into traffic and you move, um, you move actually move into homicide. You're mostly doing murders, and I understand that. But you're a cop. That's right. kind of the job I would think. You know, would be to solving murders. So you know, and I, I think a lot of people really wanted there to be. A GTA in the 40s. I think that's kind of what they wanted. They wanted the rampage. Because people are like, oh yeah, GTA was this, GTA is this, that, and the other thing. And then they're hating on L.A. Noir. And I'm thinking it's more or less because of the fact that when you're dealing with L.A. Noir, you're dealing with, uh, you know, you're on the opposite end of the law. Because if you think about it, GTA is really repetitive. You hop in a car, you trash the neighborhood, you get out, you shoot people. 
maybe you do the missions in there, you know, it, it, it does get repetitive as well. So I don't know. I'm saying I understand some of it, but I think a lot of it is just people, I guess, you know, people that call themselves like, oh, you know, I wish they would do stuff differently instead of the normal first person shooter. You know, they always talk about Call of Duty. Oh, Call of Duty, it's all the same shit, you know. And so is everything else. Yeah. So I, I, I think this is a little, I think it's just a little too much hate going on. The main, the main thing to take away from everything is that when this game came out, everyone was like, oh, cool, GTA in the 40s. I mean, that, that, that's what everyone expected. Now, a large percentage of people, including me, because me and Norman felt the same way. Oh, cool, GTA in the 40s, you know, whatever, it's going to be awesome. When the game came out, we're like, oh, okay, it's not like that. And we moved on with our lives. <laughs> but there were some people that were so upset that it wasn't like that. And it's, just, it's a small fraction of... Of the of the player base that feels that way, of course, are the loudest on the message boards yeah. and stuff. See, me and Nomad are too busy to do that <laughs> shit. You know, so. if you ever notice though, any time any message board haters are always first because haters gonna hate. Dude. Yeah, you know, that's because they have people who have so much hate in their lives have no friends. They have nothing to do, so they might as well go on a message board. <laughs> oh man, but oh, I don't know if any of you saw this, but you know. Just recently, I think it was like in the last week or two, uh, Disneyland reopened Star Tours. Yes. So, uh, complete 3D and all that cool stuff. But um, yes. promoting that, Lucas, you know, was on uh, G4 and uh, essentially said that he promises that the 3D conversion of Star Wars won't suck. He promises. He promises. Well, you have to promise. Yeah, I know. Well, even Kevin Pierre, um, Pereira, he was like, you know, some people are kind of concerned. He, he was, he took that extra second to figure out the proper word to yeah. use with George Lucas, and um, you know, because he because well, I mean, you got to pay respect. You yeah, know, but he, you know, at the same time, you got to be like, dude. At the same time, know. smacking a bitch in the face. That's yeah. just, I don't know. He's not. He's lost a lot of credibility with me. Um, he just. He's just being stupid. Like, he just wants to milk so much money from fans. And yeah, He says one of the reasons why he thinks it's not going to suck is because of the fact that people that actually were involved in the movie are involved in the conversion process. So he says that they'll be able to tell, you know, oh, how far these people were and where they were. And yeah, well, that makes sense. And that makes sense, but that doesn't mean it, that the conversion is still not going to look like crap. Yes. And uh, but he never mentioned if there's going to be any changes in this particular brand, like there has been in every previous DVD incarnation of the series. So you know, is it going to be a different um, Hayden Christensen? Is it even going to be Hayden Christensen? You know, yeah. all this different crap that like, always. What's pops up. really going on? Yeah. So who knows that that's going to turn out? But I still think it's going to suck. He can promise all he wants. He can give me a million dollars, and I'll probably say eh, it doesn't suck as hard. But you know. That's probably the most I'll do for a million dollars. Yeah. Because I still got I, I still I, I still got to look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. yeah I still got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm searching for the man in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> By the way, Sapien has finally caught up on Doctor Who. I have. Well... Well, the eleventh doctor, the, the the current doctor, and season I'm, five and part of. And I'm completely enthralled, I have to say. And just I just finished watching the Christmas uh, Christmas. Carol. I just watched the Christmas one. I'm all caught up. Like I'm ready to go. Well, I'm caught up 
for Americans. Yeah. I'm one episode <laughs> behind for the English. Yeah. Um, Damn you, Memorial Day. No. <laughs> I mean, I could technically catch myself up, but I'm not going to do that. Um, the, because at this point, it's like, why, dude? Yeah. I'll, just wait till, I'll just wait till tomorrow. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and you know what? They need the ratings. Everybody <laughs> needs ratings. Um, the show is amazing. Like, it's just so intricate. and I mean, you know, Doctor Who's Doctor Who, dude. This is straight up. But I'm really enjoying the show. It's got to be, like, my favorite show to watch right now. Um, I haven't... I've watched Eccleson's season. Which is... What season was that? That's the first of the reboot. The first of the reboot. So, season one. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched... I've watched that, and then I'm going... I've watched a few Tenant episodes, but I'm going to get caught up with that probably when um this season or excuse me series has ended so <laughs> i can have go. some free time i also want to see that sherlock baby but that, <laughs> that's another subject um no I, it's just an amazing show i mean will we me and nomad will sit here and we'll just discuss different aspects of the show aspects of like how the characters are interacting with the other characters and it's like there's not many shows that do that anymore like more, most shows are very transparent, very easy to figure out, and this show is just amazing. Like I will always watch Doctor Who if it's done. Th- I think this season right now is kind of one of the strongest over last year. The la- the beginning of last season kind of you know was good. Was a great season. Uh, really got strong towards the second half. This this first half really kind of feels really strong, especially that we've had two two parters already in this season. Yeah. Um, but my favorite of this so far is still the doctor's wife. When yeah, the, she's funny. Man. When the doc, when the TARDIS took female form, I I, I still uh, that's still my favorite. I'm digging um I'm digging Rory, dude. Rory's pretty cool. They fleshed I, him out, and he's the shit. I mean, you know what that that whole waiting two thousand years by the friggin' uh, that had to that had to impress anybody. That's you know? some romantic shit. You yeah. know, she was doing some tricky shit in the bedroom for that. <laughs> and by the way, uh, <laughs> you know that she was finer than motherfucking every episode, dude. Oh man! Although I'm not so keen on the whole mid-season break, but you well, know, isn't that not for BBC? You, no, no. Usually, that's 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 sci-fi channel crap or Siffy, yeah. whatever. However, you pronounce I'm, the new sci-fi. Yeah, Siffy. Siffy. Um, I'm I'm okay with it only because I'm going to use the time to watch Tenet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, so um, you and, own twenty cuckoos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know they have the old old ones. Yes. Um, on I'm not even gonna fucking I'm not even gonna fuck with those ones right now. I actually have the box set of the first six episodes ever for Doctor Who. That's amazing. It's it, it's kind of trippy when you watch that. You're thinking, how cheesy is that? Of course, you're comparing it to like 2011. Yeah. You know, even storytelling. You know, it's just, you gotta compare. You know what you gotta compare it to? Mm. The original Star Trek series. That would make more sense. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, considering that Doctor Who was a kid's show, you can see it as opposed... It was 60... It ain't no more. Yeah, it ain't that no more. show keeps me up at night sometimes. <laughs> well, because like, you think that 63, Star Trek came out in 66, and just kind of the look and feel of Star Trek seemed a little more, obviously, more advanced. Yeah. But, of course, you know, the visual effects are probably but also, on I mean, par. I mean, keep, keep in... So the BBC Even in perspective, like Star Trek was a whole like the Starfleet and like all of humanity. I mean, Doctor Who is one guy that can do cool shit. Yeah, you know, and then so. you also got to keep in mind that BBC is you know 
not the richest thing in the world. It's the UK, so they had to do things on the cheap. Yeah, well, now <laughs> it's a little different because BBC has got to be, and not only for Doctor Who, um, for news, for just content in general, BBC is where it's at. Yeah. Like, if I watch news on television, it's B- it's BBC. And it's been like that for a couple and years. I, I think that's one of the cool things about the BBC is because of the fact that they didn't have all the money that networks have, they have to really rely, rely on, on content, content yeah. to, to, make Quality. It, to make it better, so... And the reason the reason the um, BBC News is so great, one of the reasons is that monotone voice that they get. It's like they're so impartial. They're just like, and earlier the news, yeah. like they just don't give a shit. You know? <laughs> like I'm so above this, but I'm going to tell you all of you anyway. Yeah, because I know you're <laughs> below it, bitches. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, I think it's time for some news. So um, this week, even though none of us ever thought this would happen, word. It actually is happening, and we have actual release dates for The Hobbit. Word. Or, yeah. <laughs> we actually got a release date and the title. Now, for those of you that don't know, The Hobbit is being milked, I mean, split into, <laughs> uh, into two movies. It's doing the Harry Potter style Yeah, movie. the Harry Potter, the Twilight, all of that shit. Um, it's, it's been split into two movies. So the first film, which will be called The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey will be released on December 14th, 2012. 2012! Just, just before 2012! <laughs> um, the second film, Providing We Survive 2012, is uh, The Hobbit, There and Back Again, and the release date will be December 13th, 2013. Wait, which 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 apocalypse is going to kill us? October 21st? Well, October 21st? October 21st is that, um, that religious nut guy. The guy that said that God spared us from the rapture thing. Well, the Mayans, are, the Mayan, they were all religious nuts back then. The Mayans is the one that said, the Mayan calendar is the one that ends on the winter solstice 2012. Mm. So December 21st. So this is like a, about six, five or six days before the, um, the uh, six days before the end of the world. So, you know, six, seven days, seven days. So you well, have we'll a week. go with the Mayans right now because I kind of want to see this movie. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> at least see part one. If part one sucks, then we don't care if the world comes right, to an end because right, right. then we'll miss part right, two. Right, right. Uh, right, 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 right. Right, 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 right. I mean, I'm not that big on the subtitles, the whole Unexpected Journey and There and Back Again. It just kind of seems... It's from the book, I dude. understand it's from the book. It just seems a little weak to me. Like, yeah, it, no man would rather have part one and part two. It works. It's from the book! <laughs> <laughs> the Hobbit 1. The Hobbit 2, you know? It, it, did they do that with the Harry Potter thing? Uh-uh. They just they did part 1 and 2, yeah, with Harry Potter. That's because Harry... Well, you know what? First of all, I should stop right there, because I shouldn't be putting Harry Potter and the Hobbit in the same fucking sentence, dude. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> anyway. Is that all? That's all you wanted to discuss yeah, about that's the Hobbit? All I, that's all I want to say. I think that's all anybody can really say. And So I know that when the damn movie comes out, all I'm going to hear is part 1. We're gonna see part one. I'm a fucking asshole, Every time they dude. go Harry Potter, before they say, it, you're gonna hear me go part one or the Hobbit <laughs> or the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah either yeah. one. <laughs> and of course, uh, way back in the dark ages of 1997, a lot of people purchased pre-orders for Duke Nukem at Babbage. Yeah, Babbage, wow. dude, which is now known as GameStop, obviously. Um, at the time, they didn't know they would have to wait 14 years for the game to come out. <laughs> Uh, GameStop has said they will honor those old pre-orders as wow. long as you kept the receipt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who kept it for free? You know there's that one guy. <laughs> yeah. That like, one? holding it up like that fucking... What was that movie with John Cusack and he held up the fucking Say radio? anything. Yeah. Say Right there, dude, with yeah. the receipt. Somebody's got... Somebody's got... Uh, somebody's got uh, uh, the music playing in the background. He's holding the receipt yeah, yeah, up with yeah. both hands, you know? Boss. 
<laughs> GameStop in a statement to IGN said, uh, with a long, a long anticipated release like Duke Nukem Forever, we encourage customers who pre-ordered more than a year ago to verify their their reservation with their local store prior to launch. Providing the customer has a receipt, we will honor even those pre-orders taken long ago. Dude, that's before. Think about it. That was before the Backstreet Boys. That was before iPods. That was way back before. That was before Windows Me. That was we before 98. We could have done And that was Windows before 98. Me. Think about it. Windows 98. Mm. That's. I had 98 SE. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's wow. a long time ago. That was when AOL ran the internet. Oh my god, dark ages. <laughs> um, anyway, for your dedication to your pre-order, seriously, holding on to a street, uh, receipt for a video game um, for 14 years is pretty fucking epic, yeah. dude. Um, you will also receive Duke's Big Package. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah. This is a pre-order. That'll be in the back room of yeah. the GameStop. <laughs> this is a pre- <laughs> Some guy who calls himself Duke. Um, this is a, this is a pre-order bonus pack that includes big head mode. Yeah, it does. An in-game T-shirt and some other swag items. Walk in and hold your 14-year-old receipt up high with pride, motherfucker. Nobody has a receipt. If you do, though, that's pretty that's fucking pretty badass. You know, somebody- I want to go to game because I didn't pre-order the game. I can wait. I don't really pre-order that much. Um, I want to go there on pre-order or on launch day just to see that that one guy, right? Just like you know you said, that, that one, one guy, guy that pulled out his um, airtight container. Shh. He's got it. He's got it certified like the comics, dude. Yeah, like, it's you all, know, and, and you know that it's I, rated and a cat like that's gonna walk in like an an authentic Jedi robe. You know, just real <laughs> epic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my god! Here are the papers you requested. <laughs> like, whoa! Oh man. Hey, guess what? Guess what came back this week? What came back this week? PlayStation Network fully up and running. <laughs> That's not what I heard an hour ago. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, for those of you that have been waiting forever, it seems that uh, the PlayStation Network went back online. Well, the PlayStation Store. So that means now you can download all that the vouchers for all those games you got. Welcome you can, back. Yeah. Or the My Bad. Uh, the My oh, Bad Program. <laughs> See what had happened was program. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can download those uh, game vouchers for um, L.A. Noir and Mortal Kombat, and also Mortal Kombat. <laughs> we were watching that movie earlier today. <laughs> also, they've announced that uh, finally Call of Duty Escalation comes out June nice. 10th DLC. So now you can start getting all that stuff again. I keep saying I'm Call of duty out, and then every time I hear something new about Call of Duty, I'm like, yes! I'm I know, like, why it, am it, I excited? It's that, it's that George Lucas love-hate relationship, yeah, like, you know? It's really that kind of whole thing. The Welcome Back program is supposedly up and running, um, although if you're receiving an error message, that means you know there's too many people on there. I'm cutting Sony some slack on this, because technology's technology. I mean, yeah. we're talking about millions of people, and you know everyone's an idiotic <laughs> fucking chimp. <laughs> Bunch of mouth breathers fucking you know running to the thing on the first moment. You know what they're doing right now is quick before it goes down again. Quick, yeah, straight quick. up, dude. <laughs> quick, quick. You know what though? I, I think I'm gonna wait. You I'm, have a, a month. couple days. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the July third is the cutoff day. But we were supposed to have those free movie rentals this weekend, dude. 
Oh, was it supposed to be this weekend? Yeah, so it was only this weekend. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck? Yeah. If it's down this weekend, like most people can... I mean, I don't want to give a fuck. I probably wasn't going to use it anyway. Yeah. But if I can't use it, yeah. I'm going to say something. <laughs> well, if I could use it and didn't, that's my bad. I can't wait because um, I want to play that fucking... That Dead Nation, dude. Yeah, that'd be Because cool. I had the demo, and that game's pretty sick. Yeah, that would and be really I fun. I never fucking caught Infamous. I tried to uh, I tried to download it a little earlier today, and I got an error message. But uh, Sony because it has a fucking buster detected. <laughs> <laughs> Punk. Um, All day. Another cool thing uh, that's actually considering with the, that's actually related to the PlayStation Store. E three. This is this I thought was kind of cool. Sony's going to have their entire E3 presentation streaming live on the PlayStation Store. I think that's awesome, and that's a great way for Sony to show we're back. Now, I know we've kind of been hating a little bit on Sony with some of the stuff they did, but you know what? And and uh, Sapien said this earlier, that... Um, Where are they streaming it from? Huh? Where are they streaming it from? Uh, the PlayStation Store. So you can watch it on your PS3. Um, or you can, like, you can watch Xbox on uh, Spike. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, like like Sapien had said earlier, that you know we're glad the PlayStation back. There's this sense of normalcy. Yeah, there. like you know, I was saying, gamers are a sizable culture nowadays. I mean, you know, and when the PlayStation Store went down, you can talk all the shit you want, but that was the Sony PlayStation yeah. that everything went down. I mean, and there's a lot of hardcore Sony fans. Like some some cats only had a PlayStation for for a while. I was I only had a PlayStation. Yeah, you know, and same here. Yeah, and it's like a lot of people are so ingrained in gaming that it's like somebody cut the fucking lights out, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's I like, mean, obviously, oh damn, who yeah, didn't pay the bill? Yeah, <laughs> obviously, it doesn't truly matter if you can't play Call of Duty on the PlayStation Network. I mean, to some more than others, I guess, but. Uh, <laughs> It's, it was just, it was kind of like, for me, dark days. Like, I was I was tired of getting up every day and just hearing PlayStation this, it's getting attacked, it won't come. I'm like, this sucks. Like, every fucking day, I, just, I was depressed about this shit for like the first couple days. Well, I gotta admit, too, that, you know, it kind of, you know, even though, like, everybody's like, well, you know, you can still watch Netflix if you just keep smashing the start button, you know? It's like, I didn't want to do that. I wanted it to work when I wanted it to work. Wanted to get up, put it in yeah. there, and for it to work. And you know what? And still, you know, it, it was kind of annoying, you know. And and I I'm glad it's back. I really am. Um, I'm glad that it seems to be uh, for now working pretty well. So you know, I'm I'm just kind of I I am tired of hearing about the continued the continuous Sony hacks. It's just like okay, guys, come on. You made yeah, your point. Hacking like calm down. It's- yeah. So, we we get it. You're cool. Now You're just relax. One of the things that's kind of bugging me now is you know a lot of podcasters are asking, should so- is Sony going to mention about talk about the PSN out- um, outage? Are they going to mention it? Are they going? They don't really need to. Everybody I, knows. It I don't went down. want them to. Yeah. If you Let's should. move on to why Sony is going to be the shit now. Yeah. Have you fucking heard the details about their E3? Like I've been um, doing this. Like I'm tweeting while we're talking. I thought it'd be cool. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, I put Sony Sony having their E3 extravaganza streaming <laughs> because this shit is incredible. It's going to go from like 3.30 to like 10, something like that. Right, right. It's going to have a fucking concert. Um, they're going to have like hundreds of booths set up where you just play games. Obviously not us because we're not in fucking E3. But um, 
it's going to be incredible. I mean, they're going to be releasing so much information. It's just so sick. And by the time... Well, when is it? It's on... It's next week. Next week. Okay, so then... You heard it here first! I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, actually, it. But when the day this podcast comes out, it'll be the same day. <laughs> yeah, so if you, uh, you know, keep, keep it tight and keep it right. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I don't think they'll say much... If anything at all about the about the outage, but I damn sure know they're gonna be fucking balls are gonna be on the table, dude. Yeah, they're gonna be like, we have this coming out, this coming out, this is right now, this is the shit. We innovated this. These people suck, but we're cool. Like it's yeah. gonna be and nonsense. Even now, dude. even now with all of their stuff that's come, like they're they're just catching up right now on the network. So it's like, okay, we've got we've got uh, Mortal Kombat stuff up, we've gotten this up, we've gotten that up. Okay, oh my god, we're trying to get everything up. We forgot this. This is it's up ridiculous. too. It's it's almost like kind of Christmas morning. Like, oh cool, that's yeah. up. Oh shit, that's up. It's like I'm trying to keep. I was trying to keep track of this to post it on the website. I'm like, fuck this. This is too hard, yeah. dude. There's so much crap to put up there. And you know what? I'm I'm really excited about the hundred free fucking items in the um, PlayStation Home, dude. Yeah. You need to get on home. It's kind of fun to goof around. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably jump on that. But my, just to get your free shit. <laughs> my, yeah, I know. Always got to get the free shit. My my plea though to uh, Sony is is don't let Jack Tretton say anything. Yeah. Please don't. We don't need an incident. We don't need him to egg on the. Because I have a feeling that if he says something and it's this is Jack and you know Jack is not the brightest tool in the shed. If uh, he's just playing me a tool, uh, you know, yeah, but he doesn't even need to be in the shed. <laughs> if he says something at E3 in regards to the outage and makes a joke about it, that could be kind of construed as the egging on. Yeah, he like could... and then the hackers are gonna go, "Really, oh, we were really? done, motherfucker!" But you know, oh, whatever. really, Jack? Really, Jack? That's and the file is gonna be left in. There's gonna be Jack Tratton. You know, yeah, it's gonna it's be just. It's let's let's stop now. I, I think I want Sony to come back. Gamers want Sony to come back. Let's let's get back to just playing video games yeah. and having a good time. Let's stop fucking around with this bullshit. Moving on. <laughs> uh, has the 3DS left you feeling a bit let down? Sure, the technology is really cool, but limited game selection makes it kind of a letdown at the moment. If you don't have a portable gaming system and you are in need, why not grab a DS Lite for $99? <laughs> is that me or are you smelling a PSP Go? I'm not I'm just smelling saying. a PSP Go. <laughs> the death of a PSP Go. That's what I'm smelling. Uh, are they even still? What are they? What's the price point for that thing now? I have no idea. I, I Fucking, stopped caring after they meant, yeah. after they announced it. <laughs> I stopped caring when I held it. I held it. And was like uh, you were actually the one person that was like I was oh. down with it because I'm down with the whole downloadable thing. Like my laptop, I don't have a CD-ROM on this thing. Yeah. You know, I'm down with that. But then I held it and I literally just let go over and went no, and just walked away. <laughs> that was it. Um... The price drop makes sense since the 3DS isn't moving as fast as Nintendo most likely hoped. Uh, the Nintendo DS Lite is a great handheld system and can play all your Nintendo favorites. Not to mention the ability to play some old school Game Boy Advance games you may have kicking around. With Comic-Con around the corner, you might want to grab something to do with those long lines. <laughs> um, the I had a DS Lite. I kicked it down to my son. Um, and then I, I regretted it because the, the DS Lite's a sick system. Right? It's a yeah. perfect size. Uh, there's so many just like I'm, I'm not hardcore games of course not but there's a lot of fucking like Pokemon you know Pokemon's a shit dude I'm thinking about picking up one of these um, for before Comic Con like if mm -hmm. I can get the money together 
get some Pokemon. I won't even notice Comic Con. I'll just be playing Pokemon the entire <laughs> time. Anyway, that's it. I mean, DS Lite, baby. Yeah, I know. It's like I'm. So many people are like, yeah. I I, I think one of the big drop when it came out and there was no Mario game for it. Yeah. I think it was already a big... For the 3DS? Yeah, for the 3DS. I already thought it was a big screw-up for them. but They honestly, for me, I know it would have pissed people off. They should have delayed it until the games were right. Yeah. But it's just done and done at that point. Uh, so, now, some people are complaining about this, ne- this next news bit because of the fact that they, well, why didn't they just wait till E3? Why didn't they wait till E3? They probably were going to wait till E3, but then some fuckhead went ahead and leaked it. Uh, yeah, because like ninety nine percent of information gets leaked now yeah. before it's supposed to be said. So my um, so that whole deal is basically what we're referring to is Call of Duty Elite. Now the the information's been vague on it, and the day after the video got leaked, for those of you, I mean, it lasted on our website for about mm, five minutes before Activision pulled everything off of mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, it's essentially a monthly fee game. It will work with Black Ops and any future Call of Duty title. Um, it's multi-game, uh, multiplayer online service. is more like a social network where you can join clans and play organizations and stuff. You can also track your stats on game, mobile devices, and web interfaces. Stuff that Halo does already. Yeah, pretty right. much. And and uh, not saying that Halo is a better game. I'm just saying their system is, is no. Better. It's, it's a better game. I'm sure. Well, yeah. I just don't want to piss people off. <laughs> Uh, it's supposed to have a constant stream of events, competitions, and environments, and it's supposed to be an intensive leader. It's supposed to have a very intensive leaderboard. Of course, there's no price, and some of the, the information is still pretty vague, but yeah. we imagine all this is going to come out on, you know, freaking uh, E3. Uh, E3, but by the way, is, is epic this year. Yeah. yeah For everybody. Like, yeah. Nintendo's top of the... Oh, you know what? Fuck it. We ain't even going to get in that yeah. shit. But, uh... The thing is, though, is that people are probably going to be like, oh, man, now i got to pay for this shit to play yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. Activision claims that they're not going to get rid of the free version. It's go- You're still going to be yeah, able to do it. But, but if this dude. fails badly, which I know it will, because everybody's going to be like, well, why the fuck should I pay for it if, I'm, if I get it for free? Yeah, and video games are 60 bucks now. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, what would be the point of playing it? And you know that you know that if they start going because they had remember I think it was what group did or they formed a beachhead which is supposed to which was the first inkling that they were going to do an online yeah. version, uh, you know. But what's the point of paying for it? Well, do, doesn't call I haven't played lately much Call of Duty online. Don't the, do they have stack tracking? Yeah, and all this crap. Yeah, but the thing is, because I know in Halo Reach they have like a whole website that fucking yeah. tracks everything. Well, they have all of that stuff, but it seems like they're really trying to make it more of a of a social networking site as opposed to you know at, with games and stuff like that. And it just seems a little lame to me. But uh, I mean, to be honest, why <sighs> would you <laughs> exactly? Why would you do this kind of service when you have the games that you pay sixty bucks for, play it free online? You know, because why don't you just go the route of, like, DC Universe Online? Or go the right route of fucking Portal 2 yeah. and connect Steam to that fucking shit. Then you're yeah. done and done. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know they're going this route because Activision is a bunch of money-grubbing whores. Yeah. I'm not talking about the people who made Call of Duty. I'm talking about Activision. Yeah. Because we all know that Activision didn't make shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I don't know. I, I just it's it doesn't really matter because it's gonna fail. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one's gonna go on that. 
hardcore people and some stupid people will do but it. But I don't know but about that many people that would be that even hardcore, the hardcore yeah. would be like, well, why should I pay for it? Why this? do you need to pay for a social experience when the system you're on is a social experience? Yeah. Especially if they're on the Xbox. Yeah. There's no point. I mean, yeah. there's absolutely no point. And even the PlayStation. I mean, you can hook up with people on PlayStation Home. You have Facebook. You know, you got. I know the. I don't know if the Xbox does this. It probably does, and I just don't know. But I know the PlayStation. Like when you play people in a game, you can go over onto the last menu and say "Recent People" or whatever played. I haven't been on the PlayStation Network in a while, so I can't remember what it's called. (laughs) Um, Really? What? Yeah. (laughs) And it'll have a list of the people that you've played recently in a game, and you can chat them up. You can add friends. I mean. There's, there's just no reason. It's yeah. it's like I'm gonna invent, I'm gonna invent a hand washing machine for clothes when the <laughs> fucking washer and dryer's in the back. It doesn't make right. any sense. Anyway, um, anyway, um, straight into it, Catwoman will be a playable character in Arkham City. That's Ugh. cool. That is cool. Um, Catwoman was shown in a new trailer for the upcoming Arkham City, kicking some serious ass. Uh, she used her signature bullwhip to swing around town and can even climb up walls. Um, of course, you could never expect Selena to be good all the time. At one point in the hey, game... in my fantasies, ooh, she's good every time. In my fantasy, she's bad every time. <laughs> uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. At one point in the game, you will get a chance to raid a vault for some shinies. Uh, Batman <laughs> Arkham City will be released October 18th for Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. And of course you already knew that because this game is going to be fucking epic. If you hit up LazyGeeks.com, I posted that trailer with Catwoman. It's kind of incredible because, like, this is the cat. Now, Catwoman's been envisioned a few different ways. This is the Catwoman that is overly sexualized yeah. and kicks a lot of ass. Um, at one point, she's fighting a bunch of goons, and at one point, she just literally just, like, shoves her tongue down the throat of one of them, and then drops his ass. Like, <laughs> and they made, she had a nice ass. I think I dated a girl like that. Well, I've dated a few. <laughs> but, um, it's amazing. It, I, that was just, that right there almost felt like an Easter egg. I didn't expect to be able to play as anyone but Batman. Like, I was yeah. like, what? You know? Yeah, I know. Catwoman, that's kind of cool. Cause I guess never... you have to save her first in mm-hmm. the storyline. Like, no spoilers. I, that, that's the rumor, you yeah. know what I mean? But um, that's yeah. pretty sick. And I don't know how extensive it, I don't know if she'll be, you can choose to go through the game as her. I don't know about all that shit. But eventually you will be able to play her. <laughs> or play with her. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Alright, so, it... Uh, uh, move. Yeah, actually, this works right into my uh, my my ideas or my story right here because um, it appears that uh, DC Comics is going to be doing a massive reboot coming coming September. Fifty two titles are going to get completely rebooted. Uh, they will be rebooting some old favorites with changed appearances, origins, and ages. To me, it seems like they're trying to go and do a Ultimates version, which what Marvel's doing, but Marvel does it in conjunction with their regular line. Right. DC is going to completely redo it, so it's apparently not going to be... It's going to be their main line. It won't run parallel. Yeah, the main lines are going to stop. Yeah. The ones that are currently running. Now, and this is kind of come... This kind of came to pass because a lot of comic solicit- solicitations ended at the end of Flashpoint, which is the current main thing, and... and that's yeah, they only a, have, like, five more issues, but yeah. they're monthly issues. Yeah, and it's supposed to kind of coincide with the end of that, and 
everybody was wondering why they hadn't seen anything for September. They're like, what's the deal? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, you go on, um, we use comics, Comixology yeah. for tracking our pull list, and you, you look to September for DC, and it is fucking empty. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. So, and that's weird. Yeah. So it looks like they're going to try to reboot the main line. Um, it, yes, it is totally a, pu- a publicity stunt. They, they're going to try pulling it because they want to pull in... It's what, they, what everybody wants to do. They want to pull in new readers. Yeah. They, they like the old readers, but you know what? The new readers bring new money. So, you know, because like three years ago, they used to sell 80,000 comics, and now they're selling between 40 and 60. You know, that's, that's a hell of a drop when you're, when you're dealing in comics. And, uh, you know, the comics business doesn't make as much as anything else, but, you know, it, to me... It's hard to make money in comics, too, because yeah. the prices for them are fixed. But my problem with this whole thing, and I, I'm, that's okay, I'm cool with that, because you know what? To be honest with you, when Sapien and I started getting back into comics, I had to find it. Re- I I was it was I found it really difficult to not jump into any DC books because they had kind of moved so far along yeah. that I didn't know where to start. And then because you know you have eight Batman comic books, you have seventy Superman comic books. Oh, you're books. preaching to the choir, man! You know, like it, I I'm fully. I've always been into DC, and it no matter what I tell you, it took me a while to get back into it because just like you said. It's so just inflated. Like, there's so much going on. I've noticed that a lot of things kind of don't tie in right with other things. I mean, do I think this reboot is needed? Yeah, I do. Do I want it to happen? Eh. <laughs> because it's... I'm going to use a word because I can't think of a better one. It's frightening. Mm-hmm. When something that is the same way for so long. And this isn't the first time this has happened. It definitely won't be the last. But when something is a certain way for so long and it suddenly changes, it's kind of hardcore. Like, you're you're like, oh, shit. Um, I know that I was going to stop buying DC books. I'm like, nah, I don't think I'm going to keep buying them. Uh, They haven't really come out with too much information on um, what books will be replaced. But... Um, I think Nomad mentioned this in his article on the Lazy Geeks. There's 52 reboots, and they have 56 yeah. comics that come out, not including special shit. Yeah, not so including, you know... we're talking about pretty much most of them, you right. know? So, um, do I believe Action Comics and Detective Comics will be rebooted? I don't know. It's, it's... They've been rebooted before, but... Action Comics just now just got Superman back. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. They might leave those to maybe the classic fans or something. But yeah. but who knows? And you know what? I'm I'm just a little I'm a little worried about it because you know it's because it's it's not much to reboot the thing and to have the first episode and everybody's like, but the, the first the first episode the first uh, the first issue. The problem is is that to get the people back for a second. Because people will be there to collect that first issue. Oh yeah, they'll be definitely. there. They'll be there to read it. But you know, and the the cool thing is is that, and this is something Marvel has always kind of done well. Has always been to make a good first issue. Like they make it to get your interest. The second issue will always be kind of expo- uh, ex- um, exposition. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of then they start getting into it. And it's a little more heavy talking. Then the third issue comes back with some action. So they really try to balance it. And the problem is is that sometimes if you try to make it too, you know, too intensive, like this is an origin story, people will get bored with it and might not come back. And then yeah. it ends up looking, it ends up being a big failure. So I'm just kind of scared on it. But 
you know, we'll see. And will I pick up some? Yeah, I'll probably pick up a couple and see what how they see how it looks. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out. If you go to the if you go to the website, um, you'll see uh, there they have released some singular issues that will be coming out spawning from the new Justice League re- reboot, which is supposed to have a Geoff Johns uh, working on it. So, you know, we'll go ahead and um, so you guys hit the website, you can see. Some of the char- some of the single issues that will be popping out from those characters, so uh, that's something to check out. <sighs> Moving right along, um, Microsoft Game Studios announced that Age of Empires Online will be released on August sixteenth. Um, the the Greeks and Egyptians will be available at launch. Age of Empires Online will let you build towns, trade with other players, complete quests, and destroy others when the need arises. The game is free to play. Of course, with that, there is premium content packs <laughs> that you will pur- you will purchase or be able to purchase rather to add to the game. Not only will this game be available for a download, but you will also be able to grab it in a in grab it at stores. <laughs> I wrote this fucked up. And this is exactly what Nomad told me yeah. about. Stop <laughs> writing scripts. Of course, the box at the store only contains instructions on how to download. Uh, great to grab a larger audience. Terrible if you like trees. Um, <laughs> Age of Empire. This isn't really big news, but it is to me because Age of Empires is a classic and wonderful franchise. And if if you're into the sandbox, build your own, you know, civilization stuff like that, like like Civilization. Um, <laughs> this is definitely a game you want to check out. And being that it's free to play, you can get some enjoyment out of it until they're, you're kind of like, oh, now i got to buy a content pack. Yeah. Um, so definitely hop on and check this out uh, August 16th because this, I mean, just, it's Age of Empires, man. <laughs> There's nothing else to say. Oh, man. And that was a filler story. Yeah. Moving along. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell them it's a filler story. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's not a filler story. <laughs> uh, well, this this is one of the new things we're throwing out there for you guys. Um, we're actually going to be, since we are video games and comics and movies and all that other good stuff, we thought, hey, you know what? We might want to start telling you guys what's coming out this week. So, uh what do we got? Uh, Blu-ray and DVDs for sale this week. We've got the uh, True Grit, the Jeff Bridges remake. Uh, yes, sir. Which I, I Which, hear is Yeah, awesome. we haven't seen it. <laughs> um, the reason I wanted to see yeah, it. The yeah. reason we're putting it up there is because uh, it has strong acting, strong actors in it that I, I enjoy. I've seen some clips of the uh, the girl that's in it, the yeah. younger girl. Amazing. Yeah. Or, uh, for the clips that I've seen are amazing. And the original movie's badass. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, hey, yeah. go see it. We've also got uh, Green Lantern em- Emerald Knights is coming out. Animated movie. Right. Also, uh, DC animated movies are fucking legit. Every animated movie they make, just watch it. <laughs> it's usually on Netflix, too. Yeah, that's true. Also, uh, Superman, the mo- motion picture anthology, uh, Blu-ray yes. is coming out this week. Those movies uh, are so, classic. Yeah, and this basically... Are you going to pick that one up, the Blu-ray I, set? I, I will, but I'll probably pick it up a little bit late. Right. Um, but uh, this is... If you have the DVD version, the it's the silver tin case. I got it. Yeah. It's the same thing, just in Blu-ray. Yeah. So, and I've seen, like, the motion picture and uh, uh, and a couple other of them in HD. Looks amazing. Looks clean. I like it. 
definitely probably something you guys want to pick up. Uh, we got some games this week. Not a lot in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice Madness Returns that, that Even that, that like 15 second trailer creeped me out. Right? That should come out, well, by the time this podcast, it came out yesterday. No, two days ago. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it comes um, out on uh, the 4th. Alice Madness Returns is, is just amazing. If it's anything like the first game, just... Go buy it. It's not for kids. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. It's not Johnny Depp. It's <laughs> No, it's Alice in Wonderland in a very uh, gothic and very twisted way. Um, made only for adults, but it's just a, it's, it's beautiful in its sickness. You know what I mean? Get it. Uh, we also have uh, Red Faction Armageddon coming out on tomorrow. It should be Tuesday. Nice. Uh, Infamous 2. Which if the PlayStation Network would start working, I could play the first one. <laughs> uh, movies hit in theaters this week. Only one real one that... Actually, there's two. Uh, the first one, Super 8. Nice. I'm actually looking forward to seeing this. The more and more I see the trailers, it really has that yeah. vibe. I really want to check it out and watch. Nice long trailer lately, yeah. too. Yeah, and, and it's... J.J. Abrams was, you know, Steven Spielberg. It better Spielberg not and... fucking not tell me what that thing is. I hate <laughs> that shit. I watch uh, that whole fucking movie spend... Ten bucks for my fucking ticket because I live in L.A. <laughs> and fucking they don't tell me what that is. I'm kick, I'm going with it. their house personally kicking some ass. And uh, and I am a movie buff. And there's a movie coming out called Beginners, which actually stars Christopher Plummer and Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor and is um, is a son of fi- and Christopher Plummer. His wife had just passed recently. And Ewan McGregor starts to reconnect with his dad to find out that his uh, dad is gay. So they, it's kind of that whole relationship. That old story. Yeah, and uh, so it, it looks it looks funny. It looks entertaining. Two great actors. So yeah, that that comes out this week. Yeah, comic books kind of light on comics this week. Uh, Wolverine number ten. Uh, first he was sent to hell. Then he was fight for control of his mind. Now he's just want to pay back some bitches like a boss. So it's it's a it starts the whole Wolverine revenge issue um, right. series. So that's going to be a cool one to go with. Uh, if you're not uh, if you're not following this, you really need to. The whole Death of Spider-Man storyline, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man 159. This the Sinister Six, which is uh, which is uh, Norman Osborn, Sandman, Vulture. All of them are are surrounding Peter Parker's home, waiting for Parker to return. They just had a one-on-one um, fight with uh, the Human Torch and Iceman. Mm-hmm. At the end of that, at the end of uh, one uh, one fifty eight, Peter Parker standing there, Spider Man suit, mask off, going, "I think you guys came for me." And Boss. that, and that was just after he got shot by the Punisher. Ugh. So, if you're not picking this up, you really are missing out. I'm really loving this story. Uh, can't wait for it. It also ties in with the whole Ultimate Avengers versus Ultimates storyline. Uh, a couple of uh, Fear itself tie-ins come out this week. Spider Man number two. A uh, really good tie-in. It's it deals with Spider-Man trying to run the chaos during Fear itself, and it has a couple other stories that are running around. It actually is a pretty good tie-in. I'm actually kind of psyched with it. I'm going to continue with it. Deadpool's first tie-in comes out this week. Uh, the Fearsome Four, the Howard the Duck return, yeah, uh, <laughs> hits this week. Um, what else do we got? I forgot about that. I gotta get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do we got? Oh, Batwoman, um, Volume One, Elegy. Basically, uh, basically, I wasn't paying attention. Um, <laughs> it spans from Detective Comics number eight fifty four to eight sixty. 
Uh, this is Batwoman um, fighting against a mad woman known only as Alice, inspired by Alice in Wonderland, who sees her life as a fairy tale and everyone around her as expendable extras. Sound familiar? <laughs> um, Batwoman must stop Alice from unleashing a toxic death cloud over all of Gotham City. Again, sound familiar? <laughs> um, but Alice has more per sleeve, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is volume one, so definitely cool to jump in, you know, and check it out. Um, I really dig this dynamic because it's painfully obvious that Alice is the female version of the Joker for Batwoman. Um, they do that a lot in comics for whoever the female version of the hero is. They'll have female versions of their arch nemesis. Um, just check it out. And also... DC was a little light this week. So some statues came out. Green Lantern movie bus are coming out this week. Um, from Tom, um, If I pronounce it wrong, get over it. Uh, Tomar Ray, Hal Jordan, The Guardian, and Kilowog. Nice. Um, we'll all be, you know, in bus. And we're talking about from the movie. So Hal Jordan will look like uh, Pretty Boy. Um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Now, let me slow it down real quick. My personal favorite. This is where the soft music kicks in. <laughs> uh, that's right. <laughs> Women of DCU, Series 3, Harley Quinn. Ugh. She's going to have a little statue coming out. Um, I remember the price of this one because I want to get it. 60 bucks was that's what was bad. listed. No. Um, and it's her coming out of a um, jack-in-the-box. Basically, Women of DCU just sounds like a Maxim. Doesn't it? Uh, sounds like a Maxim series. You know, like the Women it, of DCU sounds like it should be a pornographic film. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it might be a pornographic <laughs> film. Uh, uh, also, we're gonna get, let you guys know some movies that are streaming on Netflix right now. Yes, uh, that were added. This is where the whole deal with Miramax has finally come to fruition because all of these are Miramax. Films. Bas- basically, two. No, I put this list together because I realized, I remembered that we were doing this at the fucking, like, last minute. And I was like, whatever, this is enough. But every single one of these movies, if you have not seen them, run to your fucking television set and stream them on Netflix right now. We know you got Netflix. Yeah. So just stream them. <laughs> uh, Pulp Fiction. Yes. Uh, ama- oh, my God. There's not enough that can be yeah. said. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, another one. Yep. You just, wow. Clerks, the original. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my favorite movies, The Crow. Brandon Lee. That was a good movie, That's man. a great movie right there. Chasing Amy. Nice. And From Dusk Till Dawn. That movie was a shit, dude! <laughs> oh, man. So that, those are all uh, effective the first of this month that are, that are available on streaming. So we're going to try to keep giving you a list every week of some of the new stuff that's coming out and, you know, things you might be interested in, especially with Netflix, because it's always like, oh, shit, that's out? I didn't know that was out. So, and and kind of... It kind of after that list, it just kind of made sense to kind of yeah. talk about this particular thing. I, we've been talking like uh, Sapien and I are just like, oh my god, yeah, I had this to do. He went, we were we were hanging out. And he was in my room and he saw my stack of comics with my unopened package from Wired magazine sitting right there. And on top of that, I'm like, Kenny's like, dude, you haven't even opened that yet. And I'm like, I haven't had time. I've had and it you know for like funny two weeks. Is right after I said that, I realized I opened mine, but it's been sitting in my bag. I haven't <laughs> even fucking looked at it. I know. And it's just, there's so much, like we were, t- this, we were talking about it and it just sounded like a good topic to bring up. It's just, don't you seem like there's, don't you feel like there's just so much content out there right now to absorb? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not just talking about like online because there is, you know, and the, the the thing too is that especially for Sapien myself because we're looking for content, you know, we're always out there looking for content for the website and yeah. stuff like that. 
But and just for our personal and, enjoyment, and yeah, and just and you know, I I do that on by myself. Yeah, we I do that by myself. But you know, you know, when I'm at home, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's Netflix, there's my comic books, there's my magazines, there's my phone apps, there's my video games, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, my Kindle sitting right there. You yeah. know, it's just so much crap that it seems like I used to have time to like do stuff. Yeah, and it's because. And honestly, listening to this podcast is is the definition and a testament of why there is so much more content now. With the internet and with technology, it is so easy to make. I mean, this podcast is not difficult to make. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the making it making it is difficult, but the technology part of it is not is not high. No. We got a mic set up. We got our computers here, so we fucking have shit written down. I don't even have to hurt any trees in, the, in any of this, right? Digital trees. Digital trees. The digital trees are suffering. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what? Tweeting it, dude. But, you know, and it just, it, you know, and then, then that's just of the content aside. I mean, there's, we're also talking about, think about with, like, uh, comic books, magazines, newspapers. There's digital versions of that stuff, too, now. So it's like, not only do I get the published comic books, the published magazines, and the published newspaper, which actually I don't anymore, but, you know, I, there's also an online version of each of that stuff, which I will check because I'm that much of a douchebag. Yeah. That I will go check that out, you know, and then not to mention the crap that my DVR records. It's like, oh shit, I've got four episodes of Secret Divers of Cogger. I gotta watch that shit before, you know. And it's like just, it never just, stops. And it, actually, I'm kind of excited that all the seasons of shit ended. <laughs> I know, same here. Catch up with shit. I know, same here. It's a lot of the seasons. Okay, cool. The seasons are up. I can catch up on that. I can, you know. And, and it's like, okay, I'll have a little more time, but it just doesn't really seem like there's that much more time. And you know what? It's it's hard. It's harder now too. And this is something they were talking about on the Nerdist. Is that, and I I fucking agree with Chris Hardwick perfectly on this point, that TV is in like a renaissance right now. Mm -hmm. Where the content on television, first of all, reality TV is dying down. It's yeah. mostly on cable now. No one gives a fuck. But like, even on cable, like just the content. Doctor Who, fucking community. Um, I fucking the Boardwalk Empire. Thank you. Was, I can you never know, remember names of shit. You know, True Blood is um is is solid on there. You you got a lot Just of so shows, much, so much dude. good content that is exact, the exact opposite's happening with movies. Yeah. But still, yeah. <laughs> Walking Dead. You know, Walking Dead. Yes. You know, there there's a lot of that. There is. Yeah, I agree with that. I remember him saying that too. That there is a lot of good content, and it is finally dying out. Even E this week was was talking about. Um, He's becoming a reality holder. Well, actually, not not their, their new boss that's come in there um, is actually going to is pushing their stuff towards scripted stuff. Nice. They're actually they're still going to kind of have that Kardashian, you know. Kind Why of don't stuff. I watching the Kardashian one? <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're they're really going to start kind of pushing more of the uh, of the scripted stuff, which I think is great because you know what. Reality TV is, yeah, you know, we can only handle so much. And yeah. I understand it's cheap to make, but you know what? A lot of people are starting to kind of like, Because it's the same shit. Yeah. And, you know, so for me, it's just like, I look at this stuff, and I look at this stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, how am I supposed to do this? Like, you know, sometimes I feel overwhelmed, like, oh shit. And then the worst thing was, like, last week, I, I was two weeks behind on my comics. I didn't go the week before, because... A lot of the stuff was going on that week, and then um, then I went to the comic store, picked up my two weeks worth of yeah. comics, got home, and then I'm like, okay, shit, 
Wednesday's coming around. I need to pick up more of this. I got to get through these. Okay, what do I do? It's, it's just it's and it's like it never. It's not seeming to end anymore. I didn't get to the comic book store last week, so I'm only two issues behind for for some shit. I haven't read <laughs> Flashpoint one. I bought it the day it came out, and I haven't had time to wa- to fucking read it. Now, granted, I've been catching up on Doctor Who, so I've been watching like two or three episodes of Who last week every every night, just trying real fast to get <laughs> caught up, which I have successfully done. Um, then you have, then while I'm watching Doctor Who, I'm like, cool, I'm catching up. I can do this and this. Oh, but wait, what's this Sherlock show? Oh, <laughs> shit, I forgot about that. Now I gotta fucking watch that. And then I'm trying to play Lord of the Rings Online, which I never can play because I'm too busy doing everything else. It's honestly getting to the point that you have to schedule your recreational time. And it's not because, listen, I, sure, I go to work, I have the family and kids. It takes a large chunk of my I'm not complaining about it, but it's taking a large chunk of my time. Even if I didn't have that, I would not have enough time to consume all of the cool media that I want to consume. There is so much, just a plethora of shit. <laughs> and you know what, though? That's not a bad thing. No. I mean, I'm really happy. I mean, we have, we have you know, high-ranking shows, you know, like on the television. But then we have, like, stuff like The Guild on on the computer. We oh, have yeah. We have stuff like that. We have things like um, uh, comic books, web comic books. Fuck it. There's, there's so much content everywhere. It's spilling out of the... The, the landfills of tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm afraid, you know, you're going to have, like, the tech geeks. And this and it really affects the tech geeks. You know, because, you know, you have to get... And then you start getting into it. I think that there's going to be a lot of ODs from tech yeah. geeks. That's <laughs> overflowing of information. You're going <laughs> to see, like, a Wired magazine <laughs> and, like, a fucking Doctor Who season... Five compilation or whatever <laughs> sitting on the kid's chest and he's dead. <laughs> that would be a great. That's a great photo that we should have for the website, like for an article. You just have a chalk outline around a guy who's there with yeah. a, his iPhone and his fucking comp- laptop on him and his you know season five of Doctor Who. <laughs> he's got like his Kindle right Dew. here and a Mountain Dew, and it's just know. like you know me <laughs> overloaded. You know that would be awesome. But uh, yeah, you know, there's just there is, and for me, it it is nice. When you can kind of sit alone, close your eyes, and just listen to music, you know, and it, you just. But also too, you know, we we have this ability to do this, and I think that's why we get into this because we have. Oh, I oh man, I missed that show. Oh well, I'll go ahead and and look online for it. I'll find it. Or oh, I missed that article. I can go here. Oh, Twitter, I can go here. It's just. Yeah. And you know the the I've actually been doing pretty good because I take the bus to work and it takes me an hour. Yeah. So I have a Kindle, I have a smartphone, and I've been, um, I, my podcast listening is, is perfect, because I can do that while I'm traveling. I only listen to, like, four right now, which now that I think about it, I'm probably going to download more. <laughs> um, I'm reading Patton Oswalt's book, uh, Zombie, Zombie Spaceship Wasteland, brilliant book, um, if you like Patton Oswalt, because it's his life or whatever, but it's just awesome. It's Patton Oswalt is a true geek. I mean, that, that dude keeps it legit. And he has no qualms fucking telling you about it either. So, I'm reading that, which is cool. Anything outside of the things that I can do on the Metro <laughs> bus is really difficult for me to get to. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I just... 
and you know we want to extend the question out there. Do you guys do you do you guys feel like the media content is getting too much? Do you feel like you know between all of this stuff, it's like and then just life. <laughs> you know we're yeah. we're just talking about the 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 media content that's out there, but then there's just life. Like you know it. So you know is it is it too ex- is is it getting too extreme for you? And if you're cutting down, how are you cutting down? You know, and I I've been trying to do that. A little more is like okay you know what i start spacing things out start planning my time a little bit better but you know it's like it's it's just so much sometimes yeah i mean comics are pretty easy to take i mean comics are quick yeah comics are quick um but just a lot of times it's like oh the the, the putting the time putting the time and then like i will not carry comic books around with me in my bag like if they're in my bag it's because i just bought them yeah, but I'm not going to be like, I'm going to read these on the bus and hit a bump and fucking rip them. You know, it's like, shit. Oh, man. Uh, moving right into... You know what? I realize that this topic's probably going to be pretty quick. I just <laughs> wanted to bring it up and address it. Um, the military is going to start using... Let me pull up the article here. This was really fucking interesting. Um, Crytek's CryEngine 3 technology, that's... Um, Hell's the name of that shitty game? Crisis. Yeah, Crisis. The game's not that great, in my opinion, but the uh, it looks wonderful. <laughs> looks splendid, actually. Um, which we've seen most recently in the company's own Crisis Two. I guess I could have kept reading. I'm I'm reading this real quick out of uh, Kotaku, so we can get on the same page here. Uh, it's the driving force behind a 57 million dollar project from the U.S. Army, aimed at teaching the soldiers how to fight. Has the army ever done anything that's not in the millions? Like yeah. they haven't done something. Oh, for a couple I mean, the thousand? budget is is fifty seven million dollars. Can't they get a discount from the publisher? Yeah, I mean, you think exactly. they get like a military yeah, discount? Military. You know, come on. Or maybe they can wait until there's are there pre order specials? Yeah. Do they have GameStop credit? Or, or, yeah, or just wait till it goes into that twenty dollar bin? Or maybe trade ins. I mean, they probably yeah. have some old shit. You know, yeah. probably using Call of Duty before. You know, because you know when they took down Osama, they were probably it was the same it. shit. It was the same shit. Yeah, so man. They just do trading, get some get some money in there. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so while virtual battlefields have long been a staple of military training, the new dismounted soldier training system (DSTS) <laughs> looks to blow uh, previous efforts out of the water, using the latest in gaming tech to give soldiers one hell of a realistic training ground run. The DSTS isn't a simple game played on a PC or console. It's a full virtual experience with soldiers donning a vest and helmet, both lined with cameras, vibrators, and sensors, and then standing on a 10 by 10 foot pad, which is also full of sensors. So well, obviously can they, they can walk around. Yeah, but how it. realistic can they be when you're in 10 by 10? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's yeah. like, okay, you're, you're, it's, it's not the holodeck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Where it'll, it'll move with you, you know? It's like, uh, how does uh, that My... The thing that I wanted to bring up, it's just something that I was thinking about actually on the bus, because I was, I, I was reading this on my phone, and I was like, eh. He does a lot of his thinking on the bus or on the can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is all well and good. Okay, we're going to have a little virtual simulator. That's great. How effective would this actually be? Really think about it. We've played some pretty realistic games, yeah. okay? We can let's bring up Call of Duty Black Ops. Say what you want. It's pretty realistic, you know. If you really want to go Modern Warfare Two, you know. Yeah, let's say Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 2. Two. That that makes more sense. Modern Warfare Two. Now, obviously, I'm not on a ten by ten foot pad, you know. But it's, I'm sitting on my couch in yeah, front of my TV. But think 
imagine yourself, you're hooked to a bunch of sensors and you're in a virtual reality situation. You know that that game is fake. Yeah. You know. On a subconscious level, you know. So you are subconsciously not going to try that hard. The heroes in the U.S. Army, like people who do some extravagant shit, like that one dude. Who is that one dude we were talking about? Oh, Salvador Fiance. Uh, yes. Yeah. Now our epic man of the 2010. Yes. Yeah. He did that shit because he thought he was going to get shot in the fucking head. Yeah. And he pulled off some shit. If he was in a simulation of a video game, he wouldn't pull off that shit. No. Because he knows that no one's dying. He knows he's not dying. And that's a subconscious thing. That instinct to protect yourself is not going to kick in. Right. Now, this is all me fucking theorizing and shit like that. But... Well, I mean, I was I, I read a different article, but it was basically saying the same thing. And it made me think, like, okay, Crisis 2 works on a television. Yes. But how does it really help as far as an application for um, for in real life? Well, I mean the you know the CryEngine CryEngine is perfect for this application, but when <laughs> they said their vest is going to have vibrators in it, you know what that means? That means when they get shot, they're going to feel a vibrate. It's going to tickle. Yeah, you know, but it also, doesn't tickle in real life. Yeah, but you know? I mean they also too they they were going to model the um, model the environment and stuff like that. So, how are they going to model the environment? Are they going to send game-level game, um, game level designers to the front so they can get the idea as to far as how I the... I mean, they can, do, they can do scans and all that, but that means that to get an accurate... Okay, let's say they're special ops people training for an Afghanistan thing because that's where they seem to go all the time. Um, where they're going, most likely, they haven't been to yet. It's right. not like they were, at, they were there having drinks, you know? Yeah. So they were doom bugging out yeah, there yeah, for yeah. the weekend. So they're basically what you're trying to tell me is they're they're going to use aerial maps. Yeah. Okay. Well, now when you're going to scan for the aerial maps, don't get caught scanning for aerial maps. Not to mention if that if that shit isn't perfect and you're running them through those trainers and they're relying on the information they got from the simulation and something isn't right, it's going to fuck them up. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, okay, they're trained military professionals. You know, I'm sure they'll adapt to the situation or whatever. But if they're that good at adapting to the situation, why do they need the simulation in the first right. place? One, one of the things that, that I read in the article and I, I thought was kind of funny is Floyd West, the, the project director, said he chose the engine from Crisis 2 because it was cool at displaying ground vehicles. This is, quote, ground vehicles, aircraft, dismounted infantry, and guided weapons, footprints, disturbed soil and grass, rolling terrain, and dense vegetation. It is but, good at all those things. Yeah, but isn't the game set in New York City? Yes. Dense vegetation? Well, the first one isn't. <laughs> the, se the second but one they, he But he specifically chose Crisis 2. Yeah. Well, it's still, it's still good at that, you know, but it wasn't, you know, yeah. the focal point of the second one. Um, yeah, New York City doesn't have... Well, they go through Central Park, you know. <laughs> There's Central Park, yeah. You know, um, which I've been to. Yeah. But, yeah, and I have too, and, and, you know, it's grass and trees, but I'm not sure about dense vegetation. Yeah. Um, I No, I understand, what, I understand what you're saying, and to me, it just... It, there's still that dis disillusion, you know, I mean, if... Now, if it was more like you had a human replicant, a surrogate, 
you know, an almost person, an almost person. I saw that episode. You you're running through, and then you get shot, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I got," you know. Then, but even then, you're not dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the fear of dying is not there. Now, I, I agree that this simulation would be great for for um, helping squads really learn each other. Yeah. And and bonding together and working together, which I'm sure is is one of the main focal points of the simulation. Right, right, right. But and that's one of, if not the most important part of of these these teams that go out is they need to be able to know each other like they're connected. You know, <laughs> so that's fine. Right. But outside of that, I don't see this really being all that beneficial. It's not going to hurt, but it's not really going to be so beneficial that... Yeah, because, I mean, it's good to kind of see the environment and everything, but you're not going to take it that... You're not going to give it that invested, that invested um, feel because you're thinking, oh, if I screw up here, I'm going to... No, I'm just going to respawn later and, yeah. you know, everything will be cool. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things where you just kind of... You, you need to kind of watch because, yeah, it may seem like a good idea, but in the end, you know, you're you've got to remember too that these guys know they're not going to die and I don't care what you say well they're trained professionals yeah they may be trained professionals and shit but if they know they're not going to die you know you're not going to give 100% yeah they're not going to sit there and try to die I'm not saying that everyone should feel like they're going to die to give 100% but it's just the way it is no I'm saying you need to feel like you're going to die to give 100% yes but that's just how I feel right that's how you roll that's how I roll uh well, on that note, I think it's time for some douchebaggery. Douchebaggery. We got some good douchebags lined up for you this week. <laughs> we do. <laughs> this was this was not only a busy. This is going to be kind of a, a heavy podcast. It's going to be a little long, but as we tell you, three quarters. Yeah, as through. we tell you all the way, most of the way through. But also too that douchebags were plentiful this week. Oh yes. Um, my number three douchebag for this week was um, I call this one. Uh, There's always someone better. Now, this comes from uh, GamerFeed, and it was just a great story. I read it last night. I was like, yes. Getting into arguments on Xbox Live is with another user is pretty easy. Let's face it. There are some strange people on, uh, on there. If you've ever been caught in an argument consisting of either shouting louder than the other guy, sending nasty voice messages, or screaming, at, um, screaming the first swear words that come into your head, you assume that's once, um, that that... You'd assume that once it's, o- once it's over. You need to not worry your pretty little head about the guy. Well, for a 26-year-old Eugene Oregon, that wasn't the case. In fact, it's just crazy. Ooh. Apparently, a argument brewed between two live users when the 26-year-old, who doesn't want to be named, refused to share a piece of content from Xbox Live indie title Fortress Craft. Uh, he tried to twist my arm over something relatively small in the game, the victim told the register guard. The other per- person made a serious prank call, stating that he had just shot his father and was about to take his own life, given the address of the 26-year-old as he did so. Making the SWAT team take swift action and heading to that address, given and doing what the SWAT team does. Busted some ass. <laughs> Yeah, After, SWAT don't fuck around, dude. After it was found out that it was ju- that it was just a swatting, the 26-year-old then found out that several online accounts had been hacked, including his email. I really messed with the wrong guy, 
with his um, was his final comments on the whole situation. Police said that they might never be able to find out who the prankster is, but I have a feeling that the victim has already blocked him on Xbox Live. Yeah, Fortress Craft, by the way, is a Minecraft clone for yeah. the consoles. Just, you know, FYI. Just a little... Just FYI. Just that little extra. Not as good, but just FYI. My next one is... There's always a guy. Um, In this particular... (laughs) I understand that this comes from... uh, This actually comes from the Lazy Geeks. Uh, I understand that that sometimes people get a little frustrated when local channels obtain syndication rights to a particular show and show the hell out of it. This is one such case. Freddie <laughs> Freddie Caldwell was so upset with reruns of Two and a Half Men on his local uh, WPIX 11 that he called and threatened to blow up the headquarters if they failed to change the programming. Five O easily traced the calls he placed on May 11th and the, and this past uh, Memorial Day weekend and arrested him at his home. He was charged with falsely reporting an incident and av- aggravated harassment. Uh, he should be uh, also charged for being a douchebag. No reports of WPIX changed their programming, though. No, because so. we, you know, we only have like thousands of channels. Yeah, you know, because that local channel. I mean, you know, it's the only one. They used to play Roseanne. Just mm-hmm. saying. <laughs> so it's a step up, right? Uh, my last one is uh, like a boss. Yeah. So when an alligator was spotted, this comes from actually MSNBC. When an alligator was spotted near the suburban Kansas City pond, local police decided that they were taking no chances. They would shoot the fearsome creature with a di- from a distance with a rifle. But the alligator took the, he- the first headshot without batting an eyelid. And then the second one bounced right off. At, this- at that point, the police realized the animal was not a bulletproof beast. Rather, he was a concrete lawn ornament. According to the Associated Press, Independence Police spokesman Tom Gentry said that the department became involved after receiving a call from a man who reported seeing a gator. It was among some weeds and uh, near a tree, and according to uh, Gentry, it appeared to be the real thing. After it was discovered to be a harmless lawn ornament, the landowner (laughs) explained that he had put it there to keep the children off his property. (laughs) <laughs> what are they fucking pigeons i know uh this was a, this was this isn't the only time in recent months a fake animal drew the attention of local law enforcement in england last month reports of a white tiger in a field prompted a police alert a cricket match was interrupted golfers were <laughs> escorted from the course uh in the area and the police tra- uh, drafted in zeus staff with tranquilizer guns following the sighting at Hedge End in Hampshire, BBC News reported. The police helicopter from another county was also sent to Jesus. investigate. However, the Hampshire Constabulary spokesman told the BBC that it became obvious that it was a stuffed live-sized toy. <laughs> when, wow. When the downdraft of the chopper blew the tiger over. Wow. <laughs> Was it just out in a field? Like, yeah, it just it there? You know, somebody probably left it there, and you know, maybe it was there to frighten some kids. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> wow. <Jesus. laughs> Moving right along. Oh um, you're not supposed to shake it that high. That's that's <laughs> my lead in, right? Uh, that's how I always shake oh. it. <laughs> Man going to bathroom falls down in bankment. <laughs> uh, this is from MSNBC. Uh, <laughs> a man who was apparently relieving himself fell 30 feet down an embankment Sunday night and spent 12 hours there before being rescued. 
Uh, it happened along Monster Road near Martin Luther King Jr. Way near Skyway, always. according to always King to... County Fire and Rescue in Seattle. Always there in MLK. Yeah. <laughs> a passing car apparently startled the man as he was going to the bathroom, sending him down the hill. Firefighters rescued him at 6 a.m. Monday. His injuries were not considered serious, but his pride <laughs> oh, I'm sure was fucked up. <laughs> Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, fire crew's free woman. Oh, I call this hand in the cookie job, baby. <laughs> uh, from MSNBC as well. Fire crew's free woman with hands stuck in ATM. Sad. <laughs> a, Pennsylvania cash, a Pennsylvania cash machine apparently took all those cracks about service fees costing an arm and a leg and a little mm. too seriously. Yeah, MSNBC, we know you're funny. Firefighters had, a free, had, had to free a woman who got her hand stuck in an ATM at a suburban Pittsburgh bank on Monday. Moon, Moon Run Fire Chief... What? Moon Run Fire Chief? <laughs> Moon Run Fire Chief. Okay. Well, I gotta watch out for them Duke boys. <laughs> uh, Moon Run Fire Chief Paul Cashmere tells WPXI TV... As he rolled up in his velour suit. <laughs> yeah, like in a pink Cadillac. Um, his crew used... Special equipment to free the woman after she got her hand stuck in an automated teller machine at the First Commonwealth Bank in Robinson's Allegheny County. Um, the bank says it's grateful the woman wasn't badly hurt. <laughs> Jackety cash. <laughs> um, the rescue was the rescue was the department's second strange call in less than a year. Moon Run Firefighters freed a toddler who climbed into a toy machine at a mall in December. You hear about that shit all oh, the time. Yeah. And at least that makes some fucking sense. <laughs> All right. This is hilarious. <laughs> this is coming from GossipOnThis.com. Um, Chinese teenager sells kidney to buy an iPad 2. And before I even get into this, my major question is, why would you... It doesn't even have Flash. You, you know what I mean? Like... Uh, a Chinese teenager is facing medical complications after selling his kidney to buy an iPad, iPad 2. And they even say in here in parentheses, Really, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Zhao Zhang, 17, could not afford one of the new tablet-style computers that are seen as symbols of wealth in China. That is true. And mm -hmm. I've heard in China that, like, technology gadgets like that are, like, status symbol. You know what yeah. I mean? So, okay, whatever. But he answered an, an, an advert offering cash to healthy people willing to have one of their kidneys removed in a grueling operation. His action horrified his mother and has caused outrage in China. The teenager told Shenzhen TV in the southern province of Guangdong. <laughs> Guangdong. I'm actually doing better with this shit than I do with some other stuff. Yeah, that's, that's I true. I wanted to buy an iPad too, but I didn't have the money. When I surfed the internet, I found an advert. Isn't their internet all closed up? They can't have Facebook, but they can have this shit. Yeah, they... uh, I found an advert posted online by an agent saying they were able to buy a kidney. Zhao traveled to the city of Zhengzhou in Hunan province, where Zhengzhou... I like Chinese. <laughs> I, I think it's cool. Yeah, because um, you can kind of make up whatever Zhengzhou. Zhengzhou. Uh, I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. I just yeah. think it sounds cool. Uh, where the kidney was removed at a local hospital. Wow. 
Um, <laughs> private surgeons had hired out a room at the facility. What is it, a fucking hotel? And hired out a room at a facility to perform the Brisky procedure on April 28th. He was discharged after three days and given 20,000 yang. Is that what they call their money? Yen. Yen. Is that how they spell it? Y-U-A-N? Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-Y-U-
but uh, they also had American flags and POW MIA okay. flags on there. And um, yeah, they told them that they objected to their anti-troop message. Now he said it's a soldiers. It's the soldiers that fought and died and gave them the right to free speech. Said Dennis Labone, a self-described imperial wizard of the KK group. Hey man, that's that hard. That's high. That's high, high shit. shit right there. First of all, there are two wins from the Ku Klux Klan. Now, I don't like the Ku Klux Klan, but there's two wins from them in this story. I'm gonna let Nomad finish, and then I'm gonna say the two wins. <laughs> um, and uh, he said that that's uh, that. Uh, it was the soldiers that fought and died for their freedom. Now, of course, uh, you know, the, the, Westboro, the Westboro Baptist Church said, well, that's fine. They have no moral authority on anything. The reason why... Neither does the Westboro Baptist th- Church. Pretty much. But you know what's funny is, for me, how fucked up do you have to be when the KKK comes to you and says, dude, you're fucked up. And they're right. And they're right about yeah. it. I, it, this How t- fucked up do you need to be for the <laughs> Ku Klux Klan to look more morally sound than you? I know when you're like when the KKK is like whoa 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 you whoa. you need to calm down. This, this shit's getting too real. <laughs> so for me, this is this we is, just got done burning a cross on someone's lawn. We knew you were going to be here. There's so many more jokes you can go, but you don't want to get go yeah. to that point. But the thing is, is that for me, this was like one of those wins where you're just like. I don't support or endorse or anything with the KKK. To me, they're just a bunch of, of idiots. But at this at this particular instance, I think it's just hilarious to me, yeah. and that's why it's my epic. Uh, my it's ep- like an epic event. It's really. an epic event, yeah. not as much as a person. It's just but so the, amazing to hear. Yeah, you know that that you got the KKK coming up and going, dude. You you guys are pretty fun. You, we wouldn't do that. And then, so that's yeah. that's. And what's the second win? The second win that the leader of your group is called an imperial <laughs> wizard. Someone who's playing a little too much D and D when they were a kid. That that I've always that's always like been the one thing I like about the Ku Klux Klan is the imperial, imperial wizard. wizard. It's like how are you a wizard? Like, but then you think like, well, dictionaries aren't very popular with the Ku Klux Klan. Ah 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 ah. Anyways, on to my um, epic person. I'm getting tired. I'm on to my <laughs> shit. Uh, epic person. Um, you know, I talked about this earlier on the podcast, but I just, I just wanted to say, GameStop is my epic person of the week. Honoring the pre-orders from 14 years ago is <laughs> something I, I have never heard anything like that in my life. That, that's pretty badass. That, and that's not Gearbox doing. Shit, the the oh, people yeah. who are putting out Duke Nukem forever. That's fucking GameStop saying, "Hey, you know what? I know 14 years ago when the world was fresh and all of us were so hyped about a game that we didn't know was doomed to come out later on. Um, everybody pre-ordered and they're they're cool with that. Of course, you'll say like, "Oh, well, they want you to have the receipt, but who goes? Well, how else? Is it? Everyone would walk in there and say they pre-ordered it." Right. You know, they, they didn't keep it on computers back then. Back <laughs> in my day, they wrote that shit down on a ticket. Remember that, dude? Oh, God, You yeah. would get the receipt, and then they would, they would like, initial it. Yeah. Jesus. That's old school pre-orders. Like, yeah. I used to pre-order fucking, um, what was the, I pre-ordered Metal Gear Solid. 
Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. They weren't really doing pre-orders for Nintendo, like, NES and stuff, because they, you didn't, they didn't have game stores back yeah. then. You bought that shit at the fucking Walmart. <laughs> but, um, GameStop, we salute you! <laughs> uh, alright, well, to end out this podcast, we're gonna do a quick, uh, this week's recommendations, we're going to re- recommend stuff that we just kind of stumbled across, things that we had and we thought, you know, probably needed to be said. So, uh, my recommendations this week is for a TV series tele- uh, TV series called Spaced. This is one of the funniest English comedy shows that I had seen in a long time. It starred Simon Pegg of Shaun of the Dead and uh, Hot Fuzz fame and Jessica Stevenson. And they wrote this series together. Edgar Wright... Uh, directed this too, who's known from uh, Scott Pilgrim and who also directed Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. It only ran two seasons, but it was laced with so much pop culture reference from Scooby-Doo to Tim's depression over the Phantom Menace. Uh, (laughs) It ran in 1999 and 2001. And uh, you can check this out on Netflix. It only ran for two seasons, which gave it 14 episodes total. The show is hilarious and fun. And if you love shows with smart pop culture, you need to see this. Uh, and my other recommendation is Portal 2 video game. Portal 2 was one of the most fun games I've had and I've played in a while. It was it's smart and it's funny commentaries throughout the level. Steven Merchant as the main robot is incredibly funny. Uh, it's fun because it does exercise your mind to move through these levels with the use of a portal gun. Uh, very much a strategy game and great for kids if you want to wean them off of that first person sh- shooter shit. Yeah. Uh, it's also fun for the family to play along too to help people get through the levels. If you haven't played this game yet, you're doing it wrong. Not to mention that the first batch of downloadable content w- for this game will be free. Uh, what other incentives do you need? Yeah. Uh, my first recommendation is a television series, Thousand Ways to Die, which I noticed <laughs> was on uh, Netflix streaming, so now you have no excuse. <laughs> this this is basically our douchebag list in video form. Um, they... If, for those who don't know, it's Spike Spike Television, um, what Spike Network Television series. Yeah. There you there go. You go. <laughs> um, and it tells you true stories of how people died in just extravagant, weird ways. But then also actors are acting it out, which are cheesy as hell. Cheesy, though. but like meant to be cheesy. Yeah, it's some funny shit. <laughs> like you, you have to see it. It streams on Netflix. Thousand Ways to Die. Second thing to um, recommend, and I've talked about this before, Lord of the Rings Online. As most of us know, World of Warcraft is getting kind of lame. Um, they want you after Cataclysm. Yeah, after Cataclysm, which wasn't <laughs> even all that great. Um, they want you to pay for you know premium content now. On top of the, it's just becoming a money whore to me. You know, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you don't agree with me. Maybe I don't give a fuck. But I'm telling you right now, Lord of the Rings Online. I'm steady on Lord of the Rings Online. Free to play. This has got to be the best free to play game out. Free to play MMO out right now. The the um, you can play basically from levels one to thirty for free, and then after that you just buy quest packs for the area. One time fee, not even that much money. It's like eight bucks, and they have sales all the time. You know whatever. Um, this game is amazing. I mean, it's Lord of the Rings. It basically follows you through the um, the ep- the storyline of Frodo and stuff, and you're like kind of in the background doing shit. And every once in a while, you'll see the characters, like, doing their shit, but you're doing some other shit. Um, there's an epic storyline that you follow through, and then, of course, quests around that. Um, you know, if you're a Lord of the Rings or, or just a fantasy fan, you can you can be in the Shire. You can be in Bree Town doing some silly shit. I mean, everything an MMO has, this game has. So you got dungeons, you got instances, you got fucking mounts, you got... 
Hobbits. They only want to got that. <laughs> um, it's just such a well a well thought out game. Um, Turbine, the company that puts it out, does not spare any expense. I mean, this game is amazing. Um, for an MMO fan, <laughs> an MMO fan, you're not gonna like it. Um, go to lotro.com's Lord of the Rings Online. So L O T R O dot com, um, and download free to play. Sick. That's it. All right. Well, I think that uh, <laughs> that uh, brings us to the end of our extraordinarily long podcast. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but we want before we head out, we want to remind you all definitely indeed to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, like today, we were doing on the podcast, yeah. we were tweeting a lot of the stuff that was just kind of randomly hit coming me, up. Hit me at, at lazy underscore sapien because I'm steady on Twitter now. <laughs> I don't ignore it anymore. Yeah, we've got the the main one, which is the lazy geeks um, on Twitter, which is we're going to start kind of we haven't we've just used it for mostly stores, but we're definitely going to start using it more. Both of us. Uh, then there's also my feed, which is lazy underscore nomad, and then of course there's lazy underscore sapien. Uh, who's finally using it more, who's discovered how to use Twitter. Yeah. Which is pretty much about it. Uh, music on the podcast was provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So that just about does it for us. Uh, like I said, this is going to be our, our first podcast on a new hosting site. Uh, we're not through iTunes yet, but definitely leave us comments. You will be able to stream this on uh, the website. Definitely leave us some comments there. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, once we get our, everything on Twitter, on iTunes, we'll be able to let you guys know and Zoom. And we will be on I, back on iTunes, back on Zoom, Zoom all that shit. So it's just we kind of got screwed over on our hosting. Yeah, so we're gonna over. try to take over and get that going. So any comments or ideas for future topics, go ahead and hit us up on the website thelazygeeks.com or email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. Uh-huh. So uh, until next week, y'all. Peace out. Uh-huh.